How many times do you want me to play it? Should I keep going? It certainly gets the point across. That's <coughs> for sure. Ugly. Oh, this is just dreadful. Just dreadful. Folks, this is about as brutal a Browns loss as we've had in a while. Uh, I mean, and this is saying something, seeing as we gave up a 13-point lead against the Jets so late. Oh, this isn't anywhere near that. <sighs> this isn't. Anywhere I don't know. Near to that. me, this this seems this is crushing. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking this one super hard, but we'll get into it here. I think this is I think this is crushing because it's compounding on the fact that that game you're referring to against the Jets happened two weeks ago. I mean, even if the Browns were 3-0 and coming into today and lost this game, and, and not just the fact they lost, but the way they lost the game, that's probably what's most concerning of all to me, and, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that also. But, yeah, not good. By the way, yeah, in case you've been living under a rock, the Browns losing this afternoon to the Atlanta Falcons 23-20. to uh, Well, let's just, not get right, let's just get right into it. Let, let's Let's – Get right into what you wanted to talk about because I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't really want this to be a very long postgame show because yeah, there's not much good to talk about. So, no. yeah, just get into it. Uh, the bottom line is that Atlanta's just – they're not a very good team. No. Uh, Mar- Marcus Mariota only completed seven passes in this game. But what's becoming – well, it's becoming blaring – blatantly eh, – blaring – blatantly obvious is that the Browns are not a very good team either. That is the takeaway from today. I hate to say it, but that's that's exactly what it is. And you only need to consider this much. Atlanta has made an absolute, um, call it what you will, but it's basically their calling card. They do not win games in the fourth quarter, and they give up leads like nobody's business. Yeah. It's been like this ever since the 28-3 to lead they gave up in the Super Bowl. Uh, about what was that? About five years, six years ago. Well, today they really you know, didn't have a big lead to give up. They, they did. I mean, they were up ten nothing early on, but like the Browns fought back and they uh, yeah. lead in the third quarter. They had the lead, but th- this is the worst part to me. The Browns actually had the lead in the fourth quarter, gave up the lead, and yet this whole time, I, I was totally calm throughout this game. I, I was absolutely, positively convinced the Browns were going to pull this game out at the end because Atlanta doesn't win close games. They just don't do it. Yeah, And yet, at the same time, the Browns had several opportunities to put this game in their Once it was 20-20, to 20, you know, credit to the defense. They, they had a terrible drive when they were defending a 20-17 to 17 lead. Atlanta went all I, the way down the I, field I, I, for I, like I, three plays. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm, Inst- not giving, I'm not giving this defense any credit Instead, for Instead, they end up holding on the goal line. Atlanta has to kick a field goal. Yeah, see, I feel like the the majority of the anger right now is anger and the defense. I'm just as critical of the offense right now. Oh, don't they, don't 
don't don't get it twisted. There's not a single part of this football team, players or coaching staff, that are absolved for any of this. Yeah. I mean, they had so many chances offensively. We can go back to the first quarter when they, again, elected not to take the easy points and elected to go for it on fourth down and did not make it yeah. in the first quarter. You know, that takes three points off the board right there. And Stefanski has been very consistent on that. He does not like to kick field for me on fourth and short early in games. For me, that was a uh, sticking point the entire game. It, it mattered a lot. I don't understand this. Co- and this isn't just a Stef- Stefanski thing because this is happening all over the NFL. When we go around the, the NFL, John Harbaugh made one of the dumbest decisions I have ever seen in a game. Uh, Tied in, 20 in to four, 20. We'll, we'll get, to, we'll get yeah. to that. But as I'm saying, it's, this isn't just a Kevin Stefanski fault, but – we're focusing on Kevin Stefanski because he's our football coach. Right. The lust for points in the beginning of the game, the the absolute lust for not just taking what is given to you. Why does he continue why does he continually chase points in the first quarter? when three is just being handed to you. Especially when you're in the red zone. It'd be one thing if they were going for it and they were beyond the 30-yard line. It wasn't a chip Not shot. just the red zone. They were they were at the four-yard line. Yeah. And it, and, and, it, and it was not fourth and one. No. It was not fourth and goal from the one. It was not fourth and goal from the two. It was fourth and three from the four. What are you doing? Just make everything way too hard on ourselves. When... I get, I get, and I was annoying my dad and my brother, but I kept saying in the second half, every time a score happened, like what was it? Uh, we it was it was ten to ten at halftime. I thirteen said, ten. I said, I said, you know what? It, 17, we could 13. have we could have the lead at halftime. It could be thirteen ten, and then we came out, we kicked the field goal to go up thirteen to ten. I said, you know, we could be up sixteen to ten right now, and then. Uh, Atlanta scored the touchdown to go up 17, uh, 17-13, correct? Yes. I said, you know, we just kicked the field goal at the beginning of the game. It was in the fourth quarter at that point. 17-16. I'm, like, I'm like, we would only need a f- we would only need a field goal to take the lead. And then the Browns came out and scored a touchdown <sighs> right after that. Yeah. They could have had a two-point conversion attempt to go up by seven, yeah. which would have completely changed the game, especially when Atlanta had to go for it on the you – know, when they got the fourth down and goal at the three, they would have had to go for it at that point instead of yeah. kicking the field goal. To but go even ahead. even so, it was seven. It was seventeen to thirteen. We scored the touchdown to go up to tw- to go up uh, twenty to seventeen, and then right. Atlanta tied it at twenty to twenty. Yeah, and I said could still be up three right now. And then when when Atlanta drove to kick the go ahead field goal, I could say I, I said you know that would have been to tie the game and not take the lead, and you know maybe we'd be going into overtime now, and then. You know, the last offensive drive the Browns had, they drove the ball into field goal range. And then even though they were running the ball all over the Falcons, uh, Kevin Stefanski decided to call a pass play on first down, a run on second. And then because, uh, oh wait, we got a penalty in there somewhere. Yeah. There was an eligible downfield, I think, on first down. Yes, on a pump fake screen because Jacoby Brissett doesn't know the... Uh, 
the rules in the NFL where you can't pump fake on a screen because offensive linemen know it's a screen, so they're expecting the ball to come out right away. Right. So they're going down the field. Like they called that penalty on Joel Batonio. That's not Joel Batonio's fault. No. It's a screen play. It's on Jacoby Brissett to not pump fake. The Browns could not run a screen to run their to, to save their lives today. They stunk. And I don't know why they kept going back to it with in the fourth quarter when it was not clearly not working. Made no sense. No. None of it made sense today. Kevin Stefanski calling end arounds to the tight end. What the hell is going on? That made absolutely no sense either. I mean, and, what is he doing? Just blindfolding himself and looking at his play sheet being like, oh, that one. Let's do that one. Like, what the hell? The guy that, has the guy has no concept of time management. He has no concept of game management, i.e. when you're on the road and it's fourth down in the red zone, you take the damn points in the first quarter. It's not like we were losing in the fourth quarter. Then, okay, fine. Right. It's the first quarter. It was the first drive of the game, and it set a tone for the rest of the game. We were chasing those those. Stefanski was chasing seven points in the first quarter, but by doing that and not getting it, he was chasing the three points that was given to him that he didn't take the rest of the game. That's right. And what we lose by? <coughs> we lost by three. Three points. Yeah, it's a joke. And then you got people on social media saying, well, oh, 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 you got to be aggressive. And analytics tell you to blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Just shut up. Analytics doesn't win football games. Well, I mean, it has its place. Got news for you guys. No, it has its place. Like, obviously, like if you don't, if you don't use analytics at all, you're screwed. If you just rely only on analytics, you're screwed. It's got to be a mix. It's got to be a give and take. But that's just so common sense to kick a field goal in the first quarter on your first drive to come away with points when you're on the road, and we just don't do it. Yeah, it is common sense. It's the dumbest thing I've. It's so stupid. It's beyond frustrating, honestly, and and it's just the way it's going to be until we come to a day where Kevin Stefanski is not the head coach anymore. Because I mean, he's he's done this his whole tenure. You know, it is coaches what it that is. Mi- coaches that mismanage games and they lose because of it end up getting fired. Yes, I'm not saying I want Kevin Stefanski fired, but I'm just saying that this has happened. More this has happened more times than not when he's tried to get aggressive and it doesn't work out. It's one thing to get aggressive, but then you got to get the call right. How many times have the Browns in in Kevin Stefanski's tenure have gone for it on fourth down, either just in their own territory or just past midfield, and they don't convert? A lot of times happens all the time. A lot of times, (sighs) and I apologize. I still don't have my voice back. And it's getting really frustrating. Just adds to the immense frustration we're all feeling this evening. And don't even get me started on defense. The Atlanta Falcons ran in the second half, ran the ball 15 straight times for 145 yards. Finished with 35 carries and 202 yards on the ground. Two straight drives. They didn't throw the ball once. Yeah. And they had a I 10. Mean, that touchdown drive that they had in the second half, 10 plays, 10 runs, touchdown. Yeah. And then the next drive after that, they had three runs, and they were inside the I 10. I mean, grow a set of fucking balls and tackle. They, we were getting annihilated off the ball. 
And I get it. Miles Garrett didn't play. Jadevian Clowney didn't play. It didn't stop you from not stopping the run in the first half. What the hell happened? Obviously, having two of your top D line guys out, that doesn't make it easy on you. But no, it doesn't. That, but, but that being said, but for the love of God, they're still professionals. Make a tackle. Right. I mean, they were getting blown off the ball. It's where you usually win or lose a game is in the <clears throat> trenches, more often than not. Jeez. Which, not to be outdone, the Browns ran up 177 yards on the ground and two scores on the ground as well. Uh, What's this a, which is, is hilarious, too, because I didn't think our offensive line actually really blocked all that well. I Nick Chubb was just, and, even, and Kareem Hunt, too. But Nick Chubb was just an absolute animal. Nick Chubb, again, awesome animal. today. 19 carries, 118 yards, and a touchdown. The one play, Hunt, the one play carries, that he uh, 49 yards. The one play that he did get blocked, he he housed it for a touchdown. Mm. But my God, and, and Jacoby Brissett, my God, did he regress in the second half? Oh my God. His overall line wasn't that bad. No, because he was one of 35, nope. 234 yards. Because he was great in the first half. He threw for 180 yards in the first half. Yeah. Had the one interception with the game on the line, which is frustrating because this time it didn't really happen under duress like it was with the Jets game. He threw right. into you know double coverage at the end. Yeah. Of the but at that point, up. but at that point, it's because it was third and twenty six because he took a horrible sack on on uh, on second on down. second down. Terrible. <sighs> which knocked us out of potential field goal range. This was the play after the ineligible downfield penalty on first down. You know, again, the most again, we were running the ball in the second half on them, and then we get down, we actually get into field goal range, and we call three straight passes. Now, obviously, the, I mean, the, we were where were we? I think it was at the forty-one <laughs> yard line. I think it was where we had first and ten. Right. So, okay, fifty-eight yards. Cade York has hit a fifty-eight yard up to this point. But here's right. here's the here's the thing. I believe you had a minute and twenty left. Yeah. You had no timeouts. That was the real problem with, with running the football after that. So yeah, I, yeah, but you only needed a field goal. I I I would have continued to run it. Maybe this okay. So maybe this was we we talk about the aggressiveness of Kevin Stefanski. Maybe he was thinking touchdown the win more so than playing for overtime at that point. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but it seems to me like their play calling was was them saying we want to win the game right here as opposed to. Just running it a few times and then well, kicking again, a long field that's, goal. That's uh, that's another blunder for me in game management because what happened? You got a Didn't penalty. Work. You got a penalty on a screen. You took a giant sack on second down. And then third down, you throw the interception. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense given the trajectory of the second half where your quarterback was struggling and your running back was basically carrying you on offense. You had first down and first first down at your own forty one. And you said about a minute twenty it left. Was about a minute and twenty to go, yes. <clears throat> you had no timeouts. I, 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 Okay, okay, but with a minute 20 left, you can still run the ball twice and then spike it on third down. Yes. And kick the field goal. I mean, who's to say Nick Chubb is not going to get three You're yards? saying he's not going to get a first down on the first two carries. Well, I get, I, I get that, yeah. but 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 at, at the very least, the way he was running the ball, you'd think, okay, three yards, three yards, we clock it at the 35, it's a 52-yard field goal. Yeah. Why is this so hard? This shouldn't be this hard. You drafted a kicker in the fourth round, and you won't use him. You already won a game because of his leg. He won you a game. Yeah. If he missed that field goal in Carolina, Kevin Stefanski, and we're one in three right now, Kevin Stefanski is firmly on the hot seat. Yeah. 
Oh, and deservedly so, given the teams they played. Here's the quarterbacks that we have played this year. We played Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, and Marcus Mariota. We're 2-2. Two and two. Bad. That's just flat-out bad. And I get it. We had Jacoby Brissett in all four of those games. It's not like those all, those, all four of those quarterbacks stink. We didn't really have a distinct quarterback advantage over any of those four. No. But, but you figure with our running game and supposedly but everywhere else on, is supposed to be good. But even every, they everywhere haven't. else on the field, we have a distinct advantage. And everybody's telling me everybody's telling me in the offseason, I'm listening to the radio, oh, the Browns have a top five roster outside of quarterback. Okay, well, if that's the case, then why the hell are we Why the hell are we not 4-0 right now? Why are now? we not 4-0 or at the very least 3-1? 4-0. Yeah. 4-0. How? Why? The worst part about this is that final three drives of this game, once the score was 20-20, yeah. Browns had the ball at about the Falcons' 40 on two occasions, and they couldn't get the big play to at least get into definitive field goal range or maybe even make a run with a touchdown. Yeah. And on the other side, what happened again? Defensive breakdown in the secondary. Yeah. Leading to a big pass play plus a 15-yard penalty on the end of it, which, oddly enough, the penalty yardage is what put Atlanta in the field goal range to kick the, the winning field goal. Yeah. This, this is why I think this game is so negative for the Browns. They were up against the team that has just completely taken a hold of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. We And granted, the Browns have done plenty of that over the last few years, but what we've done doesn't even compare to what the Falcons have done over this last five, six years' time span. You literally were toe-to-toe with that team that could easily gack a game easier than you could. Yeah. And you lost. The problem is, I think you're getting... That is just terrible. I think you're getting hung up on that too much because Atlanta Atlanta does that when they when they build a lead like early in the game and then they and then they throw it up all over themselves. They didn't they didn't build a lead. So I this is just a game where the Browns should have just flat out won. The Falcons didn't do anything to win that game. Nothing. They completed 7 passes the whole game and we lost 7 completed passes in this game. That's Marcus, an unbelievable stat. Marcus Mariota completed one pass after the first quarter, and we lost. That's I mean, I'm almost so, incomprehensible. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know. How, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know how Joe Woods still has a job. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Seven passes and you, seven completions, and you lost. I don't want to hear about Miles Garrett and Jadevian Clowney not playing. That's embarrassing. This is so frustrating. This is so demoralizing. I, you can't beat a team that completed seven passes one time and one pass after the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, what chance do you have? And these are these are the these are the these are the four quarterbacks we played. We gotta play Justin Herbert next week. Yeah. And that game's at home, but like how do you think that game's gonna go? Well, we have to play against an actual NFL don't quarterback. Ask, don't ask me that question. These right other now. guys, these other guys, 
shouldn't even be on an NFL field that we've played so far. And somehow we lost the two of them. Yep. With a top five roster outside the quarterback. And you can't even blame the fact that we lost on the quarterback because objectively, Jacoby Percet has outplayed what we thought he was going to be. Even if he sucked. He has. Even if he sucked in the second half today. He's been good. He hasn't been the problem. The problem is this quote-unquote vaunted defense. And our coach who can't manage a game to save his life. Yeah. I put a lot of this on the coach. I mean, I am... This is the first game. This was the first game of the season where I feel a little bit critical of the Browns' offense, and it was largely because of how bad Brissett was in the second half. But at the same time, we've already gone over it. All those situations where the coaching staff could have made things much easier, and they just wouldn't do it. It's just... I mean, hell, if you'd kicked the field goal in the game, you could have just run the ball two times and kicked the field goal and left and won, and we'd yeah. be celebrating on a walk-off winner like we did in week one. Yeah, yeah it's just... We'd be like, okay... We'd way too hard okay, on ourselves. Okay, three, three and one. Three and one after the, after the first quarter of the season. Mission accomplished. All right, let's go. Let's gear up for uh, the meaty schedule here because it's coming, and it's coming because we've played crappy quarterbacks... Outside of maybe New England, we're not playing another crappy quarterback for a while. They're going to have to show, well, maybe New England, but I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit because they're down to their third string quarterback now. And, yeah. and yet, somehow they. Some guy named Blake Zappi. Somehow they nearly took down Green Bay in their house today. So, like, it just. Nothing's given in this league. It's a week to week league. But no, and, I, and I'll say this uh, the Browns' result is not the. Is not the. Uh, is not the uh, only wacky result that uh, we saw today. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I'm so – and I'll tell you this. I am so sick and tired of Stefanski uh, going to the, uh, uh, hey, it's on me card in the post game, like, and we're going to get it fixed, blah, 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 blah. How many times is he going to say that until something actually changes? It's the same crap over and over again. Every time we lose – He definitely ought to own this one because this one has his handwriting all over it. Listen, I picked the Browns to win in our picks against the spread today, minus one, but I, I, I did that hard overhead because I always have a hard time picking against the Browns because I I don't know why. I feel like I'm being a bad, bad fan. I had a really bad feeling about this game today. And when it, and when it, when they did not kick the field goal on the opening drive, you might think I'm absolutely nuts, but I was like, and they didn't get the touchdown on fourth down. I right then, right then and there, thought we were going to lose. Yeah, because I was getting a lot of text messages on the group text from you guys about how negative you guys were. We were down 10 nothing in the first quarter. I was like, guys, this is Atlanta. We could be down 17 in the fourth quarter. They'll still come back and you know find a way to lose the game. You know, that's not the way. That's that's not the way with Jacoby Brissett that we we are built. We are even even if Atlanta is uh, yaks every lead up that they can find. We are just not a team that can make up a deficit in the second in the second half with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And like objectively, and like objectively speaking, I was I was like the complete polar opposite from you on this game, and it was it's just so funny because I have almost no. I have no regret whatsoever picking against the Browns in the spread. I mean, it, like, 
the whole like being a bad fan thing. I guess it just doesn't wash with me. But at the same time, well, I like, just I, that's I, just that's never, just a that's just a it, personal thing with me. Like like I don't consider you a bad fan. No, if you're picking against the Browns. No, I understand it. It's, but I just like ah man, I, I just I feel kind of gross picking against the Browns. Right. See, I'll ta- listen, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That feeling for me is pretty much gone now uh, because they're pissing me off. And well, like it never it never occurred to me. <coughs> it literally until Brissett's pass got picked off uh, at the very end of the game. It never once occurred to me that they might actually lose this game. Never once, truly. Here's the problem though with your thinking about Atlanta. Is uh, Atlanta? Yeah, they do. And you're right. You're right thinking about Atlanta. The problem is, is the Browns are. Have proven themselves to be just as worthless, if not more yes. so, in the fourth quarter yes. of the games. Yes, which is really bad. I mean, case in point, they gave up a they gave up a thirteen point lead to the New York Jets with a, with less than two minutes left. And the week before that, they probably should have lost to Carolina yeah. after giving up a nine point lead with what eight minutes yeah. to go. I mean, it's like it's like Kevin Stefanski has got to be dragged kicking and screaming to actually attempt a field goal. Pretty much. Seems like unless it's like fourth and five or longer, he just doesn't do it. No. But yeah, Browns lose two and two on the season. Um, for me, they've got now they've got a, now they have to make up at least one of the games that I think for sure they're going to lose over the next seven before Deshaun Watson gets back, or they're going to have no shot. Next week would be a nice time to do it because, quite frankly, <laughs> I mean I don't want to really talk too much about next week yet, but. I don't see – like, this is the opposite of this week's game for me. Like, to play the Chargers next week, I don't see any conceivable way they win that game. None. Yeah, I mean, the only the only thing that's – the only <laughs> thing that's given me a chance is uh, uh, the fact – I don't trust the Maybe Chargers. If- I don't trust the Chargers coach. I think he's an idiot. And uh, they've got a lot of key injuries. Like, uh, their left tackle's out for the year. Joey Bosa's going to be out for a while. He's not playing. Uh, Justin Herbert is, is still – He's playing, but he's still hurt. Um, I don't know if Keenan Allen is back. And obviously, yet for them. the Chargers are no good if he's not in. Well, Herbert, right, because they got trucked by the Jaguars the week he was out. Yeah, and then they made things look a little hairy with the Texans today. They got out to a lead, and then they kind of pooped themselves before eventually, uh, you know, winning by ten. But uh, yeah, so I mean, let's just go around the NFL, and uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the by the way. Just just off first glance, I don't think I had a very good uh, very good Sunday as far as picks go. So my unofficial count is you're five seven and one right now. Wow, that's actually better I'm, than I thought. I'm six six and one. That's actually better. Than uh, I going back to Thursday, of course, the Bengals defeated the Dolphins twenty-seven to fifteen. This was the whole. Why was Tua Tagovailoa playing just yep. a few days after getting a concussion? He gets another concussion, and it's just a total mess of a situation. Uh, but Amid all that, the Bengals, after starting 0-2, are now 2-2. And and thanks to, well, I'll just say that the Bengals were the big winner of the day in the AFC North. They didn't even play, and every other team in the division lost today. We already talked about the Browns. Let's talk about the Steelers. They lose 24-20 to the Jets at home. (laughs) They were down 10-6 at the half, so they pull Mitchell Trubisky. They put Kenny Pickett in the game. And he throws an interception on his first pass. There was an interception on his first pass. Which wasn't completely his fault, but, yeah. Steelers eventually do come back and take the lead, but the Jets score in the final minute of the game <laughs> to win the game, and it's just 
Amazing. How have uh, the Jets won in both Cleveland and Pittsburgh so far? Like, what the heck? But anyway, the Jets are 2-2. Two and two, The Steelers are 1-3 and three, and in the basement of the AFC North. And you going to play it? So Pittsburgh's looking up at everybody, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Baltimore, who for most of the afternoon looked like they were going to take the AFC North lead outright. They had a big lead on Buffalo, but boy, did they gack it. And, and you alluded to this play earlier. Here's the play. 20 to 20. Yes. And the Ravens have fourth down and goal. From I don't a, remember from exactly what yard line their five, yeah, it was like maybe. four or five yard line. Four minutes left to go in the game. So, so they kick the field, the chip shot field goal, they go up 23-20. to 20. Yeah. So this is almost the exact same situation the Browns were in in the first quarter. This is in the fourth quarter of this right. game. So it made even less sense for them to go for it. Yeah, this is even, <laughs> my opinion, this is even more egregious. And uh, Marcus, uh, I think it was, was it Marcus Peters or Marlon Humphrey? One of the two. Uh, Ravens corners uh, almost tried to fight John Harbaugh on the sidelines. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like he, like yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, fourth down they decide to go for it. Lamar Jackson throws an interception in the end zone, which compounds that because if it just would have been incomplete, uh, Buffalo would have gotten the ball at the five yard line. The ball was intercepted. Touchback. The Bills got the ball at the twenty. The Ravens has some major team chemistry issues because I didn't even know about that one, but there was oh, yeah. more fighting later on. Because So here's the Bills on their ensuing possession. The Ravens are down to one timeout, and the Bills have the ball on the three. It's second down and two. And on the next running play for Buffalo, you had some players for Baltimore that was trying to stop him and other players that were apparently trying to let him into the I end zone. I saw that, yeah. And instead, he ends up getting tackled at the one meaning he didn't get to the end zone, but he got the first down, which yep. meant that Buffalo could just take a couple of knees and then kick the game-winning field goal at the end of the game. And there was fighting on the sideline between Ravens players over that particular sequence. So not only did Baltimore gack away a game again, second one now, that they could have had, they're fighting themselves. So and also, and also if we're crazy. Gonna, and also, if we're going to crown Lamar Jackson when he plays well, we're definitely going to point it out when he doesn't. Oof. Threw for 144 yards today, two interceptions, with the uh, the aforementioned interception on the fourth and goal, which, you know, his coach is the one that decided to go for it. His coach is the moron. John Harbaugh's mm -hmm. a moron. So, so the the gist of this being, if you are looking for a silver lining today, and boy, there's really not much okay. to look at, but <clears throat> this this I listen. I understand in theory that when people say, oh. Well, it's okay because the Ravens and the and the and the Steelers both lost, so we're technically still in first place. You realize that the Browns could like almost have now obviously this is a little bit hyperbolic, but we could almost have a stranglehold on the division right now if we would just two uh, games up. With with a one and division record. Yeah. Thank goodness we're holding on to that, by the way. I mean that but could no. end up, that could end up being very significant in the end. I, man, I, it's for me. I hate the the coulda, woulda, shoulda. More so outweighs the. Hey, look! Even though we lost, everybody else lost. Well, not everybody because the Bengals won, but we're still in first place. Yeah. Well, could you imagine if? Hey, we could just beat Joe Flacco and Marcus Mariota. 
and we'd be four. I mean, the Browns would be in the top three of the power rankings. And which would probably be undeserved, but I mean, yeah, they'd be up there with Philadelphia as the only undefeated team. Man, this is just giving Browns fans a, a reason to just think well of themselves for another week. It's it's before the Chargers probably deal an incredible dose of reality seven days from now, but we'll we'll, we'll eh, see about that. I don't know. I don't think the Chargers are that are, are as good as. Well, I guess I guess we're gonna we'll I discuss think, that I, on I, Wednesday I think, night. I, yeah, here. I think there. I think there are a lot of. I think there are a lot of preseason hype. Then again, so are the Browns. We might as well talk about the Chargers here. They they defeated the Texans thirty four to twenty four. They built a huge lead in this game, but as you said, the Texans came back and made this one quite interesting. I think they were within three in the fourth quarter yeah. before ultimately capitulating. Well, the Texans now, I believe, are the only winless team in the league. Oh three and one, yeah. Oh three so. and one, yeah. And I had, I had mentioned the Eagles earlier. They are the only four and zero team in the league. They had an early deficit against Jacksonville, fourteen to nothing. But the Eagles came storming back. I had a, this, I, I had a feeling. Game. I had a feeling Jacksonville's going to keep this tight because it was the Doug Peterson Bowl. Yes, and I thought that they were going to be. Mo- and and I, it, it was true. They came out and they they smacked the Eagles pretty good early on in the game. But they did. Um, yeah, the Eagles came. I back. think Eagles, it does Eagles, sail. Are, Eagles are tough, man. They are tough. It does say a lot about Philadelphia that they took that really good shot from Jacksonville and they came back and still were able to win the game and cover the spread too, which was, yeah. you know, yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, but yeah, the Eagles are four and oh, the Jaguars are two and two. They actually play the Texans next week. So you yeah, know, it's they, hilarious. They, they could be looking good in AFC. South you know, it's here. hilarious. I mean, I, Andy won today, didn't they? No. Oh, they lost. They okay. lost to the Listen. Titans. 24 to 17. Ah, yes. Ah, yes, the Titans. The Titans Ah. also started 0 2, much like Cincinnati. They're now 2 2 after winning the last two. Jacksonville's going to be right in the thick of it, I think, in that division, mainly because I think that 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 division just stinks, but pretty much. I mean, you have to wonder if the Titans can, you know, get it going after that bad start, but, you know, I'm not really looking at them as a juggernaut. I mean, they've been in the playoffs, they've won playoff games in recent years, but, you know. How how confident of a team can you have with you know somebody like Ryan Tannehill running pulling the strings? Right. At any rate, the gate the day actually got started early uh, out in London with the Vikings playing against the Saints, and this had a crazy ending, where the Vikings leading by three and the Saints attempting a long field goal to send the game to overtime, and it was saw this live. It was against the woodwork, as they would say in England. A double doink. Oh. Oh. And and a double doink from like sixty one yards too. So like obviously like you can't give the kicker any crap because it was sixty one yard field goal. Right. But it's like talk about all time bad luck. Yeah. Sixty one yards and it hits the post, then the crossbar and bounces out. Wow. Vikings are three and one after this victory. The Saints fall to one and the three. Vikings have got to be the most fugaze three and one team I think I have ever seen. More than the Giants? They're also 3-1 and one after okay, today's t- victory over the Bears. Okay, I take that back. Giants winning 20-12 to 12 over the Bears. <laughs> Oddly enough, the Bears would have been 3-1 and one if they would have won this game. <laughs> yeah, this was the Fugaze Bowl. Yeah, the, the Bears are 2-2. Two and two. The Giants, I, I can't believe the Giants are 3-1. and one. They beat the Titans in Week the 1. The Which I guess was kind of okay, but they've really not played anybody since. So, yeah. I mean... Speaking of Fugues or possibly Fugues three and one teams, 
the Cowboys <laughs> defeated the Commanders twenty-five to ten. Yeah. So, man, who would have thought in the in the NFC East, which has been considered to be one of the worst divisions in football in recent years, you got a team that's four and zero, and you got two others that are three and one. Yeah. Well, let's. How do you figure that? Let's wait a couple more weeks before we. <laughs> really helps when you get to play the AFC South. That's by the way. What is <laughs> what is sure. yeah? What does Dallas do? Does Dallas just throw Dak right back in there? That's an interesting discussion. When's he supposed to come back? I think next week. Cooper Rush, 3-0 and as a starter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Interesting decision. I mean, I think I mean, I mean, think Dak goes back in there without much consternation, but it's interesting. And finally, getting to by far the most entertaining and best game of the 1 o'clock window, Seattle, 48, Detroit, 45. Yeah. An offensive explosion at Ford Field, uh, which the Seahawks end up winning by three. They get the two and two. Uh, they were winning that game thirty-one to fourteen, and then Detroit point. came back. It, Detroit, I was it. They had five possessions in the second half. All five ended in touchdowns. That's like, crazy, man. And yet they lost the game. I mean, that's like yeah, <laughs> that's like the antithesis of how we lost. <laughs> Detroit just Meanwhile, scored and scored and scored and scored and scored and lost. We lost to we lost to somebody even complete a pass. Yeah, we lost to somebody <laughs> that completed one pass in the second half. Is passing really <laughs> what wins in the NFL? I mean, my goodness oh, gracious! God, I hate everything. Oh, jeez, make it stop hurting. Well, one team that was suffering more than the Browns were through the first three weeks was the Las Vegas Raiders. They got off the Schneid today, beating the Denver Broncos thirty-two to twenty-three. Yeah, I mean. To me, that was like my biggest lock of the entire of the entire week because like the Raiders are they're a a good team like they're not bad, right? And they started zero and three. I'm like they're literally going to put everything they have left into this game because if you even you start at, to zero and four, you're done. Well, yeah, I mean yeah. E- even I think at zero and three, they're probably still done, but you know. If 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 you win if you won today, it's a division win. You can kind of be like, okay, now let's get start rolling, let's get building. You go to zero and four. I mean, with pe- a division loss. I mean, zero yeah. and four. People are start talking about Josh McDaniels being one and done in Vegas. You yeah, know? that's that's a whole other intriguing <laughs> discussion. But yeah, but yeah, I thought I thought that was I thought that was my that was my stone cold lock of the week. And for no other reason, also that Denver they they might have been two and one coming into the day, but they were playing like oh, garbage. They, they stink, right? I mean, you talk about you talk about a, a team that's that's been more disappointing probably than the Browns with as much talent as they have. It's the Broncos, man, because they really haven't played anybody either. Speaking about playing down to your opposition, the Packers. Playing wow. against a second-string quarterback who they knocked out and then were against a third-string quarterback for the Patriots. And they they tried to give this game away a couple of times, yeah. but finally find a way to win it 27-24 to in overtime. Yeah. So Green Bay does get to 3-1. and one. Wow, just barely. Um, is this just, you know, it's just really hard to beat Belichick no matter what the situation is or – is it just I, they had an off day? I don't know. I cannot believe how stupid I was actually picking the Packers. I thought this was lock of the week. 
Uh, like I took, I took Green Bay, not not even thinking about it. When has Bill Belichick ever been a ten point underdog? Never, but I don't think he ever had to play the Packers at Lambeau with a second string quarterback. Yeah, but I, I man, and it turned out even worse. I than saw that, once that the line. Game started. I saw that line, and I smell I smelled a rat, and I and I took the bait anyway. Aww. <laughs> well, you were seeing some lines and some bait that I just wasn't seeing today. <laughs> well, I listen. I look. I, I can't really take credit for any of it because I'm probably you're still probably going to have a better record than me this week. Yeah, because I th- I think we have the same pick I on do Monday think night. We have the same picks tonight and Monday night. Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna pick up a game on me. Yeah, either yeah the uh, well one game that I one team that is hurting me in both the point spread and in fantasy football is the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They were terrible again today, losing 26 to 16 to the Arizona Cardinals, who after not looking very good the first three weeks. They're, I watched off, they're a, two and two. I watched a decent amount of this game. This was some of the worst football I've seen in a long time being played in this game on both sides. I thought both quarterbacks stunk. I thought both coaches stunk. I mean, it's just bad all around. Well, you're definitely not a Cliff Kingsbury guy. Never so, have been. You know. Yeah. But I've I mean, never really been a Kyler Murray is, guy either. Is there any coach in the league that's on more of a hot seat right now than Matt Rule? No. No, no, and he's going to get fired. Well, the thing about him is he's sitting on a he, – he's going to get paid a hell of a lot of money to get fired, and then he's probably next year going to be a head coach in Division One football somewhere. He's a college coach. The NFL, it, obviously it's not – and it's not like he's been dealt like the best hand in Carolina. I mean, who have his quarterbacks been? And it's a couple years. Cam, Sam Darnold, P.J. Ba- Walker, yeah. Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I mean, not not that I would not that I'm saying that he would be good if he had a better quarterback, but that's that's kind of tough sledding if you're being asked to win when you're giving those guys a quarterback. The rope's got to be really short now for Baker. He was oh, just yeah. pathetic yeah, again today. Really bad. Two more picks, just yeah. you know. And of course, Anthony out of the clouds, out of nowhere, just started tw- just started texting about it. And I had to talk about it because DJ Moore is on my fantasy team, and that was like one of the worst picks I've ever made. I mean, that guy's been just nowheresville. And his comments in, to the media this week basically, like, he couldn't say it, but like, he's like, yeah, I've been getting open for four years, and now I'm not. Yeah. Just take it how you will. <laughs> well, hey, Carolina, trade him to the Browns. We'll take him. Yeah, we could use another receiver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Sunday Night Football is going on right now, and the Chiefs are all over the Buccaneers, 20-3. to Yeah, I kind of had a feeling uh, that was going to happen. This has been a, obviously a I just very difficult I, week listen, in West I, Florida. Well, yeah, that that's that's a lot of it. Also, I just don't think the Bucs are that good. No, they, they haven't listen, looked it. Listen, it's, there, it's been about six years now of people saying that, that Brady was going to start falling off the cliff. I think we're finally there. We might be there. I think we're yeah. finally there. And a lot of it might not have to do with physically because he's had a tumultuous year off the field with rumors of his of his marriage yeah, falling I mean, that, apart. That is massive. Like yeah. that that just wears on a person like none other. So Yeah, I think we might be seeing the beginning of the end of uh as my brother Anthony so lovingly puts it, Titan Tom. Yeah. 
which is hilarious because he I never mean, played Buccaneers for the Titans. Buccaneers will still be 2-2 two and two even if they lose this game, but you know the trajectory is certainly not looking very good for them. The good thing is, like the Browns, their, their division is not very good. Yeah, so that's true. They they may still be able to find their way out of that. Boy, is that true. That division stinks. Yeah, Atlanta's a tied for first place to, after today, or <sighs> will be probably, unless if Tampa ends up coming back from a 17-point deficit. Now, Wild. we've seen lots of teams come back from big deficits, but it's the Chiefs. That's that's really a tall order. Yeah. Monday night game, of course, is the Rams playing at the 49ers. And the last time these two teams played in in Santa Clara on Monday night, the most interesting thing that happened in the game was a drunk guy running on the field. <laughs> so properly narrated by Kevin Harlan. Yeah. So on the uh, the radio side, but uh, on Westwood Ra- one, the Rams are two and one. The 49ers are one and two. So the Rams, after an opening night defeat to the Bills, have been very good. So um, they may continue that, or maybe San Francisco will get back into it. But uh, Trey yeah. Lance going out uh, certainly is giving Jimmy G another shot. Yeah, certainly. We'll see if he makes the best of that. But anyway, that's what's going on around the league. Of course, uh, coming back to the <laughs> AFC North. Three teams, two and two, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns, and the Steelers in the basement at one and three. But, I mean, if you want to look at the positive of that, the Browns are still tied for first place. But if you want to look at the negative of that. We by far they, played the easiest of the of the. Of you got to play much harder teams starting next week. And yeah. even New England, which is technically one and three, I do you really want to call that a sure win? I wouldn't right no, now. No, 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 no. Listen, I listen. It probably is not going to happen, but outside of maybe New England, because uh, they're they're because Mac Jones probably won't be back. Well, if he's not, that might be the only game you're favored in until Deshaun Watson comes back. Yeah, depending on unless what, Tua's still out in Miami. Depending on what, yeah, I mean. But that's, we've got that's a we've month got, away. We've got Baltimore, and we've depends got, on what Cincinnati does in the next few weeks. I mean, I could see the Browns being favored there if the records are the same. <sighs> I don't know. Given that the game's home, at worst, I would think it'd be a pick 'em. Now, if the Bengals have a better record coming in, then I think the Bengals would be favored. But there's not another game on this schedule until Deshaun Watson gets back in Week 13, where you're like, oh yeah, the Browns should win this game. Yeah. And as we learned today. That's not even a sure thing. Actually, we learned it three weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, yeah, we're going to end this there because I don't really want to talk about it anymore. So this has been your uh, LOTL Browns postgame show. Uh, Yeah, we're out. Uh, Go Browns, uh, I guess. We have a case of the same. Bye.